This is Psalms to God, Season 3, Episode 13. Food Health. You can find the show notes to this episode at www.psalmstogod.com. Then God said, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the surface of all the earth, and every tree which is fruit yielding seed. It shall be food for you. The Lord God commanded the man, saying, From any tree of the garden you may freely eat, but from the tree of knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for on the day that you eat from it you will certainly die. Genesis chapter 1 verse 29 and Genesis chapter 2 verses 16 and 17 in ASB. And today I want to talk about food, diet, health, and how they all interplay with each other, and what different religions say about this. Remember, this season we're talking about things that are common knowledge, things that just seem to be universally known, truths that God gave to everybody, or that were not lost as people migrated and changed what they believed, or, or um, you know adapted whatever words you want to use and kind of became dissonant with each other in terms of belief. So today we're going to talk about health and and um, what we consume. I think that most cultures, most religions understood that there was something special about the body. There's something special about what we eat, which is very interesting. Um, Because from a Christian standpoint, this is the very first thing God says. A lot of uh, Protestant Christians, well, I guess Catholics too, um, but most modern Christians have this idea that the Old Testament is like outdated. Uh, It's a very warped perception. Um, I'm very much against that idea. But (laughs) we don't have time to go into all of that. But if you are a Christian that grew up in a typical church, you probably have never thought about what you eat. You think you can eat whatever you want to. God doesn't care what you eat. All of that stuff from the Old Testament was thrown out or it was just for the Jews or whatever. That's what kind of church I grew up in. And we ate pretty much everything under the sun. And there was no, no one ever really talked about taking care of your body. Like, yeah, they say, you know, your body is the temple or whatever. But it's usually in reference to, for instance, like sexual immorality or something like that. People don't generally talk about it in terms of health. But if you go back to the beginning, literally the first thing God said to Adam and Eve was don't eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Like the original command that they were given had to do with what they ate. It wasn't don't hit each other. It wasn't you know, don't wander out in from the garden. It wasn't, don't say this word. It, it, it wasn't any of those things. It was about what they consumed. 
And there are so many layers to this from a spiritual acts from a spiritual point of view, right? There's the physical aspects, what, you know, the saying, you are what you eat. If you eat horrible food, you will have poor, horrible health. But also, like, spiritually, what you consume, there's, like, a, a spiritual aspect to that as well. And it seems that everyone knows this. And these types of things pass down in almost every religion. So before we start talking about what each religion actually believes about what we eat and things like that, I want to first start it off by talking about some of the health issues that we have here in the United States. I'm sticking with the United States because I'm in America. So for those of y'all listening that are not in America, um, I'm sorry that this is not this, these facts, statistics and things may not be as relevant to your country of origin. Um, though probably you guys are consuming a better diet because the U.S. is notorious for how crappy we eat, which is why I'm kind of focusing in on the United States. So uh, before COVID hit, we had really, really um, high rates of obesity. I'm sure we still have high rates, rates of obesity, but people are just not talking about it as much because they're talking about COVID. But like from these high rates of obesity, we have um, and excess of deaths dealing with things like diabetes, heart problems, um, you know, I think high blood pressure, stuff like that. They're ranking among the top leading causes of death in the United States. And all of these things are preventable if we just eat right. So I found this list of 27 medical issues that come strictly from a poor diet. I mean, granted, you can get some of this from like genetics and stuff like that too, but like a poor diet heavily causes, like they're highly connected that having a poor diet will get you these diseases. There are 27 of them. That is hypertension, otherwise known as high blood pressure, Alzheimer's disease and dementia, coronary heart disease, stroke, gallbladder disease, osteoarthritis, sleep apnea, respiratory problems, endometrial cancer, breast cancer, prostate cancer, colon cancer, uh, dyslipidemia, I don't know how to pronounce that, but it's an abdominal, it's an abnormal amount of lipids or fat in your blood, which sounds like it comes from eating too much fat, but I'm not a medical doctor. I will write it out in the show notes. And I'll also link to the source anyway, so if you want to see what that is. Um, also, non-alcoholic steohepatitis. It's a liver inflammation. It's also caused by fat building up around the liver. Again, issues with the fat, which just a side note, in uh, the Bible, it tells you not to eat the fat. The fat was supposed to be part of the offering, but we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Okay, insulin resistance. Insulin resistance is something that will lead to diabetes if not kept in check, just an FYI. Um, asthma, hypercuricemia, which is an abnormally high level of uric acid in the blood. Uh, reproductive hormone abnormalities. Polycystic ovarian syndrome. You are probably more familiar with this being called PCOS. Uh, impaired fertility, adult onset diabetes, which is type 2 diabetes, depression, anxiety, low energy or fatigue, tooth decay, acne, 
and digestive health issues. Now, that is a very long list of things. Um, and it is, it, it, it's amazing. This is just what they have now. I'm sure there are probably other things that they just haven't studied yet. But all of these things can be prevented by eating a better diet. Um, and to be honest, I have actually seen some of this. Um, my grandmother had diabetes. And when she changed her diet, she was actually able to reverse diabetes and go from having to take like the insulin shots to not having to take any medication at all for diabetes just by changing her diet. So it's definitely true that what we eat has a direct impact on our diet. Recent studies have shown that vegetarian lifestyles seem to improve your health. Now, I'm going to caveat that at, you know, as a vegetarian, I'm clearly biased towards vegetarianism. However, I do want to caveat that with any type of diet that you take on, it's about how well, like how well balanced you are eating. So for instance, yes, I'm a vegetarian, but I could sit around and eat Oreos all day. Vegans could eat Oreos all day. And that's a horrible diet. It's nutritionally deficient and you will die. You will still have issues, right? Also, you know, you want to be mindful of your um, certain nutrients that you get. So, for instance, I am vegetarian. Um, I do not, I try not to consume dairy because I, me and dairy do not get along well. Um, however, I do eat eggs, which is why I'm not vegan. And eggs are high in B12. If I was not consuming the eggs, then I would consume some sort of B12 supplement because then I would be at risk of having vitamin B12 deficiency because my mom is vitamin B12 deficient. Um, so that's definitely genetic in my case. So like there are certain things like, yes, this diet may provide you with more nutrients, but you should be aware of your particular uh, needs. You should definitely consult a nutritionist, uh, a dietitian or something before doing anything, okay? Make sure you do things the healthy way and the safe way. Just want to put that disclaimer out there as we're talking about these things. But I looked up different religions, some of which I was already familiar with because I have friends in those religions. And I looked at what they believe about diet. Now, we briefly talked about Christianity. Um, a lot of Christians don't regard the Old Testament, which is a travesty. Um, and poor understanding of what the Bible actually is and how it was actually revealed and a whole lot of poor theology. But nonetheless, the Bible itself does talk about what we eat and it does um, forbid certain animals. It also talks about not eating animals that have been strangled, right? Animals are supposed to be killed in accordance with, you know, certain laws or whatnot, which would be considered kosher and Jewish culture, but even without going that far, like obviously if you just saw something that had just dropped dead, you don't know why it dropped dead. You shouldn't eat that. Um, they It talks about not drinking blood or not consuming blood, draining the blood before you eat the meat. Um, stuff like that is all mentioned in the New Testament, but there's also references in the Old Testament to how meat should be prepared, things like that. And of course, like I said, certain meats to consume or not to consume. It even goes so far as to talk about food with seeds. 
Um, I have posts on my blog that talk about this. I don't want to get too sidetracked into that so that we end up not talking about other things, but it definitely talks about only consuming uh, fruits, veggies that are able to produce seed and reproduce themselves. So none of these GMO'd seedless oranges, seedless watermelons, seedless grapes, things like that. Um, and you know, I have thoughts about that. But like I said, I don't want to derail the conversation. We're talking about what everybody seems to know about our health. So generally, Christians will, the average Christian will probably tell you they can eat whatever they want to. But if you actually read the Bible, you will see closer to a Jewish perspective of what the Bible actually says you can and cannot eat. Um, of course, most Christians will also tell you that that things should be done in moderation. Stuff like alcohol, certain denominations are going to tell you that you cannot have alcohol at all. Others are going to say it's fine, but in moderation, you should not be drunk, right? Then you'll get similarly varying results on things like caffeine, um, whether or not you can have coffee, caffeinated teas, uh, soda, stuff like that. Um, that's going to vary. I know, I think Mormons are anti-caffeine, period. Um, and I know Seventh-day Adventists, I know that, I don't know if they're anti-caffeine. I've never actually heard them say anything about like Coke or Pepsi or anything like that, but I have heard mentions of things like coffee and caffeinated teas. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that they're anti-caffeine. Uh, don't quote me on that, but I have heard murmurings about that in Adventist churches. So a little bit of a disparity in what's actually believed amongst Christians, but definitely texts within the Bible talking about it. And so, you know, from that you have Judaism, which believes in kosher. So the kosher law, which I, I believe still stands, um, no secret there, but the kosher law talks about what meats are clean and unclean. So you can only eat clean meats. Um, and then, how they're killed is uh, defined. You can't mix the meat and the dairy. Um, and then, of course, like I said, there is stuff about the fruit having seeds and not having seeds. But I have noticed that um, things are marked kosher. That, like, I mean, I, I've I've seen people who eat kosher that eat seedless things. I think most people just ignore it for some reason. I don't know why, but. Nonetheless, it does exist in the word, but there's a whole thing about kosher and how the food is prepared in Judaism. Similarly, in Islam, which is the third Abrahamic religion, they have the concept of halal. Now, halal is not exactly kosher. It's not quite the same thing, but it's very similar. Um, again, you know, certain meats are not allowed, obviously pork, um, there are things that are lawful and not lawful. And then the th certain things have to be prepared um, by, I think, you know, them. Like th there's there are certain rules about how it's prepared and stuff like that. So I'm not 100% sure, like I said, the exact differences between halal and kosher. Most of my friends who are uh, Muslim have said that they will eat kosher food if they can't find halal food. So I'm not sure um, distinctly of the of the difference. If you're interested, I'm sure it's out there somewhere. 
but um, it does exist. One thing that I will note, I think that comes on top of that um, is alcohol. Like I said, within Christianity, um, you will get varying opinions on alcohol. And I think also within Judaism, you may get varying opinions. But in Islam, alcohol is forbidden. Pretty sure alcohol is forbidden um, because this is also how I learned that alcohol is in vanilla extra extract. Fun fact, guys, there is alcohol in vanilla extract. And so um, they don't even cook with alcohol, at least among the Muslims that I have met personally. So that's another dietary thing that comes in from Islam. Now, as we step out of the Abrahamic faiths, there are still a lot of faiths that have some dietary restriction. Now, as a computer scientist, I work with a lot of people from India, and I have met a lot of people who are Hindu, and many of them are actually vegetarian. Not all, but many. Um, and amongst the ones who were not vegetarian, there was a prohib prohibition, prohibition, prohibition? can't talk I don't know how you say that word but they did not eat beef because there was something about the cow being sacred um, something like that but there's definitely a high prevalence of vegetarianism within India and in that I should also add that when they say vegetarian they also mean no eggs so they would not consider me a vegetarian because I eat eggs but um, there so that is a belief that they hold. Um, they also majority refrain from fats that are co that come from animals, which again, like I mentioned earlier, the Bible also talks about not eating the fat of the animal. So if you do have the meat, you're supposed to, you know, get rid of the fat. Yeah, so they also get rid of the fat from the animal, which is something that um, the Bible also speaks on. So I thought that was interested uh, interesting um, and of course as always like I said you're gonna find slight differences amongst people um, and individuals but what I've seen is that you know there's somewhere in between vegetarian and have you know and having some sort of restrictions on the meat if you do eat meat then you have uh, ski which is another religion um, that I think is predominantly in the east uh, I have to look it up. My geography is failing me right now. But um, many of them are also vegetarian. Um, and I am, from the source that I have here, so I've seen a couple of different things on the internet. So I'm not really sure which is true because this is one of the religions where I've actually never met somebody who is ski. So I don't have anyone I don't have any reference from like an actual person. I can only rely on what the internet is telling me. And guys, we all know that the internet says a lot of things and it may not always be true. But based on what I have seen on the internet, um, they will not eat meat that has been slaughtered according to other religious practices. So for instance, like we talked about halal, we talked about kosher. They will not eat that meat. Um, I'm not positive if that is true, but that is what this says. And it also says that they don't consume alcohol. So um, that would be another thing to add. You also have uh, Jainism, 
Um, Jainism is a, another religion that I believe is predominantly vegetarian. They may be vegan. Um, and then, of course, uh, this technically sort of goes under Christianity, sort of doesn't. But you would have like the Rastafari movement, which many of their adherents are also vegetarian and believe in um, keeping a healthy body. There is a deliberate attempt to stay away from like um, unnatural foods, processed foods, uh, things that, you know, refined sugars, things like that. Things that are just bad for you. Um, and so I thought it was interesting because like, all of these different religions have some sort of guidelines on what to eat and it has something to do with you know keeping the body holy or you know keeping the temple holy or something like that and it's interesting because if you go and you model this like no religion is like thou shalt eat cheese and lots of it you know like no religion is suggesting that you gorge on cake Right there, like I've yet to find a religion whose tradition is that they eat cake every day at noon, right? Pretty much every belief understood that, you know, certain things are good for you and certain things are bad for you. And there is some sort of guidance about eating healthy. Um, a lot of these cultures restricted alcohol. And of course, there is the obvious thing that when people consume too much alcohol, they get drunk and drunk people do stupid things, right? Like you have your angry drunks who start fights and do crazy things. You have your reckless drunks who make bad decisions and give in to impulse. And that's how a lot of unwanted babies end up in our world. Um, you have your, you know, drunks who just black out and pass out. You know, you have your emotional drunks who just cry, Right. Like I've seen all of these. I went to party schools. I've seen a whole, the whole gamut of the spectrum of how people behave when they get drunk, which, you know, if you were watching this and you were in charge of the safety of the people, you you too would be like, yes, drunkenness is bad. Let's not get drunk because people become completely unreasonable when they're drunk. But there are also health ramifications. Right. This is one of the primary causes of cirrhosis of the liver and it can damage your your liver alcohol can damage your brain cells and it can make your give you cognitive troubles um so there's a lot of health things that alcoholism can do to you as well and so it makes sense that most people have most cultures inherently knew that alcohol was not good right they did they didn't have scientific studies to prove that alcohol caused cirrhosis of the liver they didn't have studies to prove that alcohol damaged the brain but they were able to know this anyway, right? The same thing when it comes to like the fat, right? Fat is fattening, no, but fat is really bad for you. Um, and a lot of these cultures seem to understand that. Again, um, meat can be an inflammatory. Uh, dairy is definitely an inflammatory as someone who, like I said, dairy does not sit well with me. I'm not lactose intolerant, but my body does not do well with dairy. Um, if you suffer from things like sinuses, you will notice that if you consume a lot of dairy, your sinuses will get worse because dairy inflames things. It makes anything that you have, it makes it worse. So um, it's interesting, you know, that you will see these things pop up in these, you know, dietary restrictions. Um, again, a lot of they, 
I'm pretty sure I just saw an article where they recalled a whole bunch of uh, shrimp. Think of a shrimp because there there was something wrong with them. Shrimp are bottom feeders. They they're scavengers. They eat the leftover and the trash, um, which is why they're probably not good for you and why God probably said don't eat them. Um, and so obviously, I think it's interesting that you start to see these types of issues come out and you know most religions understood these things now this episode is not for me to be like watch what you eat i mean yes watch what you eat but um i know sometimes because i'm passionate about this issue it can come out like me telling you something like that but i really did just want to bring to the forefront in this discussion about common knowledge um, this topic of you are what you eat and pointing out that pretty much every religion, every culture had some kind of idea of a, a standard that of something that was OK to eat, something that was not OK to eat. And in a lot of cases, some of these people are some of the healthiest people on the planet. I think um, there was a study done and the places with the longest life expectancies and the highest um you know, quality of life, a lot of them did have vegetarian diets and cut out processed foods and things like that, all of which most of these religions adhere to, or let me reframe that, claim to adhere to. Um, I say it like that because we all know um, that in every single religion, Christianity especially, because I'm most familiar with that, is that there are things that we believe that is outlined in the Bible, things that we say we believe, but we don't necessarily follow, right? So as I have discussed many of these things, you may know people from these religions that don't follow that, or or you may be from one of these religions and be like, yeah, we do believe that, but I don't do that, right? So, you know, those are the types of things I'm like, you know, hit and miss, not all, et cetera, et cetera. But generally speaking, the dietary laws and concepts that were put forth by all of these religions are things that are actually good for your health. They are things that will help you. And so I think it's important to remember that. And I think it's important to acknowledge that this is one of those fundamental truths that God passed down through everybody. So, you know, that's something to think about as you plan your meals for the week and all of that and you do your grocery shopping okay so that is all the information i have for you today i hope that this was uh insightful and that you learned something from it and hopefully it will help to encourage you to make good decisions about your food consumption and i will see you guys next week bye